If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Welcome to the Todd Huff Show. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email. Yes, yes, yes. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can email me your thoughts, questions, comments, opinions. Do our best to get back with you as quickly as possible, but uh, bear with us as we um, have some... A lot of stuff to manage here, and we do our best to get back quickly, but uh, sometimes it takes just a bit. But I welcome those emails. Also, you know, also we we have the Huff Hotline, 317-455-5250. If you want to share your thoughts, ask questions, we'll get more as the program grows and as we move towards our number two. We'll be more precise in some of the things we'll be maybe asking for thoughts, feedback, opinions on on the Huff Hotline, but... You've always got that as well. We occasionally pay, uh, play some of those. In fact, there's one I'm looking at uh, sharing with you in the not-too-distant future, but that's there as well. And, of course, you can visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show, to watch the program live or on demand. You know, speaking about hour two, I should pause here. I should pause here get the number. So as you know, we've launched this uh, campaign to kickstart, kickstart hour two. And the campaign has been um, – it, it, it has advertisers and it has uh, listeners, um, supporters of the program, friends of this program who have contributed, whether they've bought advertising packages or for members uh, bought some of the access to kind of our 24-7 bonus content, additional content. They're called Memberships of the Conservative Not Better Party. And so – uh, we've raised today. You have, you have raised today <clears throat> to help us kickstart hour two as we want to hit the ground running in 2020 when we go to to the second hour. Thirty one thousand eight hundred eighty seven dollars, and I'm grateful for that. For the, for those who would like to continue uh, to support the uh, the kickstart campaign and to get uh, these are these are discounted memberships. So these aren't donations. These are things that you'll actually be getting access to, exclusive access to, uh, being a member of the conservative Not Better Party, getting extra content and that sort of stuff, you can go to the the webpage to find this, toddhuffshow.com slash kickstart, toddhuffshow.com slash kickstart, if that's of interest to you. So, and it darn well should be. <laughs> anyway, so I want to talk about impeachment today. Uh, and I might have a little bit of follow-up on yesterday's uh, discussion about 
Red for Ed. We spent yesterday's program talking about that. But today, I want to shift gears and go back to to impeachment. Yesterday, in his testimony, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman um, made a comment. He made the statement that his opinion was formed. His opinions, of course, on Trump's inappropriate, as he would say, uh, phone call to Ukrainian President Zelensky that his opinion that that was um, inappropriate was based on, quote, informed speculation, informed speculation, which is funny to me. In fact, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear from the folks who are the legal experts, because you see, there's a there's a bit of a game going on here. And this is what the game is. The game is, you know, Adam Schiff was running this secretive behind the doors, in the dungeon, as some folks have said, in the dungeon of the the Capitol building, down in the bowels of the nation's capital with locked doors and secret rooms and folks in the Republican caucus not allowed to see even the transcript of said hearings without the presence of one of Adam Schiff's staff at their side, making sure that they don't do who knows what. Anyway, we got all this happening. And they told us that the reason, the reason for this was because this has to be handled just like a grand jury. This thing has to be secretive. This is this is the part of the process that, you know, they didn't want to get into. They they just had no interest in impeaching Trump. They they, you know, Nancy Pelosi was all upset about this. She prayed that, you know, this was not, you know, the. She had to go through this. She just felt bad for her country. She was all upset. We played the sound bite about this. It was just awful stuff. Adam Schiff's down there. Reluctantly, you know, my, guys, we've, we've got to do this. This president has, has given us no choice. We've tried to keep him under control. There's just nothing that we can do. This guy's a danger, a menace to society. Going to start World War III. Going to cause the sea levels that Obama... Obama caused the sea levels to recede. Remember this? He spoke after he won the election in 2008. This is the moment when the sea levels will begin to recede. Yes, that's it. That's the moment. I don't know if that moment was stopped when President Trump took office and the waters. I mean, even Mother Nature gets upset at Trump being elected, right? The waters begin to rise, taking out coastal cities and villages, targeting the poorest communities among us, because of course Trump hates uh, hates poverty, people who are poor, probably people who are minorities, targeted by targeted by Trump and his desire to see them wiped off the face of the planet. This is the kind of nonsense that we're subjected to. It is, and so so all this stuff's going on, right? And so they reluctantly take this issue of impeachment. No, oh, they're reluctant. We just we have to do it. We have to do it. We have to start secretive because this is a very legal sort of process. We're trying to do it the right way, which, as I've said from the beginning, this is not a legal process. This is political. This is political in spite of whatever they want to tell you. This is political. This has – really, if this was legal, none of this stuff would be allowed, and that's why I bring up the word – the phrase informed speculation. And again, I – I hesitate because I don't – look, I go back to when – I'm not an attorney. That's one of the things that um, 
God bless those of you who are, but I thought, you know, maybe uh, there's too many, too many attorneys in this world. <laughs> so, but I'm not an attorney. I sat on a, on a jury. So I saw this and, and many of you have been on a jury too. And you, you see, you've seen the legal system from that viewpoint, from that lens, from that perspective. And it's an interesting perspective to view it from because, you know, if you sat through a criminal proceeding in a courtroom in your local community, your county courthouse or whatever the case may be, you heard objections from attorneys. And there's a chance if your trial, depending on what it was, I suppose, that you heard an objection where the judge, excuse me, where the attorney would have said to the, the judge, objection, speculation, speculation, meaning when the witness is on the stand, the witness is allowed to share what he or she witnessed. They're not allowed. They're not allowed to go into moments of speculation, at least if there's a good counsel on the other side. You know, the counsel for the defense attorney, the prosecutor has a witness on the stand. The prosecutor is asking all sorts of questions, and they ask a question like, what do you think that this means? Objection, Your Honor, calls for speculation. I'm not an attorney. There might be a better way to do that, but you get the gist, right? This is essentially what happens. However, so so they tell us this is a very, very legal, you know, they're following the letter of the law. This is a legal process. It's not. It's a political process. Vinman's up there on the stage because it is a stage. See, that's that's the other thing. This isn't this is more this is more closely related to a performance. Now I'm not I'm not suggesting, please don't misunderstand that these witnesses are all lying or whatever. I think that, you know, some of them are uh, looking at this through a, a lens that only sees Trump as the bad guy, the boogeyman or whatever else. But this more closely because of the way the Democrats, this is what I'm getting at, the Democrats have made this into a stage. The Democrats, just like they made the Kavanaugh situation into a stage. This more closely re- represents or is related to, I should say, a stage, a political stage where performances, where performances are made versus a courtroom where legal proceedings are made. So he's actually up there says that his his opinion is based on informed speculation. Meanwhile, I'm sure somebody yesterday went to some MSNBC, CNN outlet, whatever. Doesn't matter, take your pick, they're all the same. All the all the ones to, you know, to that extreme are the same. There's a couple of journalists here and there, but I'm not aware of, well, who knows if there's any at those networks, those places. Especially MSNBC. Anyway, so they go and I'm sure someone's there telling them, uh, talking to the audience about just the 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 legal process of impeachment, how how this is um, you know necessary, and this is just what this is. They're they're taking this where the evidence leads. You know this it's not predetermined and all these sorts of things. So, but the reality is the reality is, and I was you know on Tuesdays I I'm I'm a guest on another program and it's segment called Tuesdays with Todd. And so we talk about a variety of things. And we talked about about this yesterday. And, you know, there's there's two hosts of this of the program and one of them uh they 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 talk about different things and they were asking me about the likelihood that there would be uh, Democrats who defect from this impeachment vote. 
Democrats who defect from the impeachment vote, meaning Democrats are, who are in red states or districts that voted for Trump. There's, say, 30-some of these folks. If given the opportunity to vote to impeach, is there going to be a possibility that they don't vote to impeach? And so I want to talk about that. I'm looking here at the clock, and it's about time to take our first time out. I want to talk about that after the break as well as uh, get to an article that I saw, or an opinion piece, I should say, opinion piece, an op-ed. It's in Fox News. Now, I know I know some folks have a problem with Fox News, so just I'm going to post it on Facebook. If that is you or someone that you know, just have them cover up the logo whenever they read this piece and just try to ignore who it came from. And try to think about what's actually being said in the in the piece, which seems to me to be the right way to go about doing this. But anyway, to to read this and just to see uh, some of the points that this individual makes, which we'll talk about that as the program program unfolds. But we want to talk about first uh, just the kind of the horse trading or the politics, what's going on in the back rooms regarding this impeachment vote. And I want to share my thoughts on that when we return, but I've got to take a quick time out. You are listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. Yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Be back here in just a minute. No, don't get me wrong either. I'm not suggesting that the impeachment proceeding should be legal. I am suggesting, not suggesting, I'm I'm stating that they should be that they should follow some of the general uh, generally accepted practices or I would say even the more fundamental aspects of the American system of justice. Right? I mean, I I certainly believe that. We shouldn't let these folks be able to manipulate us as to what they're trying to accomplish, the Adam Schiff's of the world. But um, I am saying that it's not. It's not what they want you to believe it is. They want you to believe it is that because they want you to believe that what they're doing is simply uh, following the evidence and all that sort of stuff. But this has been something that has been – well, I mean – this has been predetermined. So yesterday I'd mentioned that I've, I've been interviewed on uh, – I get interviewed on a show on Tuesdays. And we were talking about this, you know, whether or not the Democrat representatives from certain uh, states that say Trump had won, Trump districts if you will, whether or not they're, they're going to uh, vote to impeach President Trump or whether they will kind of buck the system and tell Nancy Pelosi no and vote against impeachment because they realize that it could mean uh, that this is the last, the very end of their term, or at least you know through, through next year, through this time next year. So um, I, I don't see it that way. I, th- I think all these calculations are done. Kind of reminds me of an adage I've I've heard before related to the stock market. People buy on rumor and sell on fact. In other words, before all of the, the before this final issue gets to the vote, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, 
determined, counted the votes that she had, and basically began the process of pressuring. We'll say pressuring. Some some would say extort, bribe. Uh, yeah, she's talking about bribery by President Trump. But these are the sorts of things that happen to their caucus. And these folks are ruthless. I'm telling you, they are ruthless behind closed doors. And there's Republicans that are ruthless too. But these folks, Nancy Pelosi is a skilled professional in this particular area. She knows how to get the desired results. In fact, I, I think back to 2010 when they voted for Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, the ACA, as they say. In fact, there should have been a lawsuit. There should have been a lawsuit over uh, over that simply by saying that this is not uh, – this is lying in advertising, the Affordable Care Act. Someone should file a lawsuit today saying that that was a lack of truth in advertising. But the Affordable Care Act, the Democrats jumped on board, and they paid a consequence. In fact, I remember there were several representatives in this state, in Indiana – who faced the consequence and lost re-election later that year. Baron Hill, Brad Ellsworth are two that come to mind. There might have been another, but those are the two that I certainly remember. And it can be traced back to that one particular issue. But, but bear in mind that they still voted for it, and it's because of the pressures. And so I point this out, number one, to say Nancy Pelosi knows and I'm saying barring something huge coming out of these proceedings, which I don't know what that would be at this point. It would have to be uh, one of their key witnesses saying, you know, President Trump didn't do anything wrong. And I don't even know if that would be it. But something huge, huge like that, which candidly, by the way, some of these witnesses, um, you know, Adam Schiff, when the process begins, he kind of summarizes like a like a prosecutor would, what what this witness is going to tell us is how bad Trump is and all this stuff. And then once the witness finishes testifying, testifying and getting cross-examined, if, the, if you want to use those terms, we're left with the reality the promise made by Adam Schiff is much higher than what actually has happened in reality. So, um, so a part of that's already happening. The witnesses are not making a strong case. Now, some think that this is even worse for Trump than first realized. I mean, there's all sorts of opinions on this, but I think the reality is that this, this is being exposed for what it is. In fact, it's probably one of the reasons why the Democrats don't want this particular part to go on for too long, because the longer you expose the light of truth on something like this, the more it can be exposed for some of the fallacies and the silliness, which I think is it's kind of what we're seeing. But anyway, anyway, I don't want to get too far off the, the subject here because I want to move us towards uh, the pressures, the pressures in the House to, to vote. So to vote for impeachment. She knew. I think the, the, the moment that she announced that this impeachment proceeding would – or the impeachment inquiry would begin, she had what she needed. She wasn't going to let it get to this point and lose. You can't lose on an issue like this. Right, and I know that they've been painting this as we're just taking a, you know, this is just a vote on the inquiry. We don't know. In fact, she said the other day, I don't know. I don't know how folks are going to vote. We're still getting evidence. No, don't believe any of that. The intent is clear. The intent here is to get an impeachment. And I think she has it unless something crazy happens. So case in point, and this is an article I'm going to reference 
probably throughout the rest of this, the program. It's actually an op-ed. Tom Del Beccaro, he is the what former head of the Republican Party in the state of California, I believe. Poor guy, People's Republic of California. But, but the, 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 yeah, he's the, 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 the former chairman of the California Republican Party. He's got this opinion piece at foxnews.com, and I referenced this earlier. We'll post it here on our Facebook page here in a moment. But he, he makes reference to something to kind of illustrate this point already. So this is how he starts off. I think it's the second paragraph of his, of his piece here, perhaps the most startling news of the day. This was yesterday, talking about yesterday. Perhaps the most startling news of the day was that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat California, is continuing to block progress on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement on trade. Apparently, this is the important part, apparently in exchange for commitments on impeachment. Now, I think that she thought she, she had enough information to know when she launched this inquiry to say, to say we've got the votes. But then the testimony starts happening, and then you start seeing people, you know, that aren't really as good at delivering the goods as they've been promised to be. And people watch these shenanigans. I know people that watch chunks of this stuff. I can't, I can't watch chunks of this stuff. I saw it last night for a few minutes, and I looked at my wife and said, how do people watch this? It is such to me a mockery, such to me a mockery, and happened to be when one of Indiana's representatives, Andrea Carson, was on uh, was on camera asking questions. I don't even know who the witness was at the time. But this is not this is not good good television. This is you know hours upon hours of kind of the same predictable, largely boring stuff. It's not like watching a Trump rally, a Trump rally, right? All that sort of stuff. That's that's totally different to me. This is this is some technical, you know, uh, methodical, boring process. It's of course being manipulated and used by by Schiff and others. But so that, but the thing is, these these days go by. Day one, day two, day three, whatever. Right? We're moving into the Thanksgiving break now. All this stuff happening slowly. The more that this the, the the dust settles, the more that we're able to, you know, ascertain what these folks are really saying, the more time there is to see that there's no there there. And so Nancy Pelosi, it's being told, it's being reported, maybe holding up this Mexico Canada U.S. trade ad- uh, agreement deal in order to pressure to pressure people to vote. For impeachment, and this is the sort of stuff that's going to happen until she gets what she wants. And by the way, if she didn't know, that's what I'm telling you. These folks, these folks are deceitful. There is what they say publicly, and there is what they do behind closed doors. And if she doesn't know, she's sitting there on camera. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm upset. I worry for my country. I'm praying. This is just really upsetting to me. I didn't want to go here. This president, commander in chief. They use the word imposter, which really is kind of what this entire thing is predicated upon. They don't see him as a legitimate president. They never have. They never will. And so now if she's not sure what the end result is going to be or if she's not trying to push it one direction, 
If she's not excited about impeaching Trump, why would she be allegedly here from reports holding up another piece of legislation in the House in order to get commitments on impeachment? She's going to get what she's going to get here. She's going to get impeachment in my estimation. And I think, as I said yesterday in the interview, I think that we need to start thinking about uh, our discussion needs to start turning to what's this going to look like in the Senate and what is – uh, what are we going to do when we start seeing that there's a couple of Republican senators that are actually going to at least strongly consider or possibly even vote to remove him from office? That'll be where this conversation takes ne- ne- takes us to next. And there will be lots of pressure put on the likes of, say, Mitt Romney, on the likes of Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and others. Um, I still don't think that they've got it, but I, I think that this is going to be more intense uh, than some folks may give it credit for it, maybe closer, unfortunately, when this thing gets to the Senate. we got a ways to go here. I know it's long. To, we're long in this segment. got to take a timeout. Got to take a timeout. By the way, I should mention before I do that, though, that this program is brought to you by the good folks at Freegee and Freegee Auctions and Marketing. And they've got a an auction this Saturday, this Saturday in Clayton, just a little west of Indianapolis on US 40, not far from Indianapolis at all. It starts at 1 p.m. It's a vintage signs, toys, and collectibles auction. In fact, I'm looking at some of the pictures of the some older automobiles, some collectible tractors, collectible, uh, like a, I don't know what you call these, historic looking, not historic, but antique, I guess. Gas pump, the Gulf gas pump. So there's smalls, furniture, vintage signs, collectibles, vehicles. UTVs, gas pumps, tractors, and toys. And toys. You can't go wrong with toys. For more information or to see what they have at this auction, looks pretty cool to me, freegeauctioneers.com, F-R-E-I-J-E auctioneers.com. You're listening to the home of conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. So there's a lot of things that Nancy Pelosi is crazy about, right? I mean, she's a crazy leftist. She's a San Francisco elitist, liberal Democrat, but she politically knows what she's doing. She politically knows what she do, she, she's doing, and it's important to keep that in mind. As I've maintained, and I stand by this, she's not... I'm telling you, she's not going to let this impeachment process even begin. Remember remember all of the pushback that she had given us. Remember all of the, I don't know, uh, the, the, the closed-door meetings that she had with Democrats in her caucus and reports coming out from those meetings with AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar and all the other – what do they call the the what's that group called? Squad. The squad. Yes, the squad. I about said I don't even know what I about said there. The squad. All the pressures that these folks have placed upon her. Whispers of removing Nancy Pelosi from leadership. I'm telling you, this sort of stuff is not going to happen. She's masterful at this. She really is masterful at this. And she's going to make sure she gets what she needs here. Now, will there be some Democrats 
that defect, it depends on how Nancy Pelosi views it. It depends on whether or not she views this as something that universally needs to be accepted by Democrats, the idea of Trump being impeached, or whether she just wants it to go to the Senate and uh, for him to face the the removal from office, that part of the trial, so to speak, the, the, the process there. So um, it depends how she views that. If she wants 100% support from Democrats, I'm telling you, I, I think she gets it. I do. I think I think she gets it. If someone defects, it's not because they outmaneuvered Nancy Pelosi. It's that they've made a strong enough case that they have to do this in order to win re-election, which will be important for the Democrats holding the House of Representatives. And she might entertain that so long as she has her majority. She could stand to have six or eight or ten, possibly, def- uh, defectors. I about said defects. There's a lot of def- de- defects. A lot of ideological defective ideas on the Democrat Party. In fact, it's predicated on an entire broken ideology, the broken ideology of socialism. And I'm talking about defectors, folks that defect from the leadership of Nancy Pelosi. That will only happen if she allows it. That will only happen if she allows it. And it's she may not allow it. She may want she may want a unanimous movement or a unanimous action taken by the Democrat Party. That remains to to be seen. So that being said, I've got to take a quick time out here. When we get back, I want to go through this really briefly. Uh, maybe hit a couple of high points on this opinion piece in Fox, uh, written by Tom Del Bacaro. Um, if that's, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, I'm going to post this on Facebook too for those that want to to read it. I think it's a it's a well thought out piece. It's definitely a perspective that I think more folks should at least try to understand. You know, the left and the media doesn't even try to understand the perspective of those. Um, who are saying that these proceedings are really not helping the cause of the Democrats. The, the narrative on the left is every day that goes by, it just, you know, Trump is getting backed into a corner with what we're finding from these proceedings. They know that most Americans have a brain and don't want to watch this stuff all day, every day. And so they're going to tell you what you uh, what you missed. And that, of course, is more damning evidence against President Trump. But that's not necessarily uh, the right way. In fact, that's not the right way, in my estimation, to look at this. And I think that this op-ed kind of illustrates that uh, in some key ways. We'll touch on it quickly when we return. You're listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. Welcome back. You know, I get a little bit fatigued here. Not really. Not really, but I say that to illustrate the point that talking about impeachment, talking about this process, talking about this as though it's a serious undertaking, it is serious in the sense that we're talking about impeaching and possibly removing the president of the United States from office. But just the idea that this is predicated upon something uh, serious – Serious allegations and, and charges is um, an overstatement. But I want to I, I want to get to these other things really quickly. I told you that I would. So, again, we're referencing this uh, 
this op-ed, this opinion piece by Tom Del Beccaro, and he says impeachment hearings, day three, the top seven takeaways. And he talks here um, – I'm just going to read uh, his his takeaways. Democrats have, have double standards. Of course, he's referencing and uh, I guess contrasting compra- and, and comparing the way that the Democrats have had literally zero interest, zero, not even – if there's a way to have negative interest, that's what the Democrats have in as it pertains to the Bidens in Ukraine. And so there's definitely a double standard there, even though even though now some of these witnesses are saying some things that aren't very good to the Bidens about Ukraine. I don't know if they are now engaging in in trying to take down a political opponent too, as the left will undoubtedly spin this. By the way, have you noticed have you noticed the only conceivable reason the left can come up with that Trump doesn't want corruption in Ukraine is that Trump wants to pressure a foreign government to investigate his political rivals? That's how they that's how they word this. Is this is this how you would say this? This is just completely an unnatural way of thinking and talking about it. It reminds me of when Hillary Clinton was being uh, was sitting before the the House committee, I guess. House Intelligence, I forget which committee it was, but when she gave that performance on Benghazi, what difference at this point does it make? Remember that whole thing? Reminds me, reminds me of, of some of this. But this this whole concept, the whole concept here that this is the way that you would say something naturally, you can say, hey, look, it's not, it's not a good thing. We don't want people, we don't want our government government officials who are going to be running in an election to enlist the support of foreign governments to try to help them win. We can agree on that. But there's more to there's there's more to go here. There's a lot more ground to cover. Just because just because Trump is telling them to do something, there's a two-step process. First and foremost, they have to establish there was a quid pro quo, which they haven't been able to do very effectively yet because all these folks are testifying that they didn't hear this connected to that, and then someone re-remembers or whatever the case may be. There's all kinds of stuff like that. But there's not a direct, there's not a direct link. This, this, the Biden link is easy to follow. Biden's son's on a, involved with the company that's being investigated, right? Biden's vice president. They don't want that PR. That's a lot easier to follow, folks. I don't have to make up some connect-the-dot scheme. Because the reason that they use the wording – I'm telling you this. The reason that they use the wording Trump wants to pressure a foreign government into what investigating or digging up dirt on his political rivals is to connect it back to the allegations of what happened with Russian collusion and Hillary. This is all meant to, to – it's part of the strategy. It says, they want you to group all these things in your mind collectively and think, I don't really know what happened here, but it looks bad for Trump. That's what they want you to think. That's the objective here. So there's the double standard that Democrats have. Republicans uh, put Joe Biden on trial in absentia. That's his second point. And that came up in these hearings yesterday. And there's a series of things which he writes about here that I can't get into simply because of time. But things yesterday that Devin Nunez basically was able to get information out on relating to Hunter Biden Burisma Holdings, or whatever the Burisma, um, got that out to the American people in this in this show trial. 
Um, they're trying to, the whole, the whole thing with the whistleblower, you know, Schiff is trying to protect the whistleblower. But if you thought about this, I forget who was on, uh, I think it was, uh, Vinman. Vinman was being directed by Schiff yesterday, not to, you know, not to out the whistleblower, if you will, right? The whistleblower is the term that we're using for this, this individual, Schiff and Vinman, you know, we're not supposed to know. Schiff's claimed in the past he doesn't even know who the whistleblower was. So how would we know if this the name that's mentioned is even the whistleblower's name to begin with? I mean, there's so many inconsistencies and silly things to follow here. But he's got some other points here that I think are at least worth considering. And I know if you have friends that think Fox News is of the devil or that Fox News is... I don't know, straight from the pits of hell or whatever, Nazi propaganda, just tell them to to cover up. They can read this. They can still read this. Cover up the Fox News logo and just actually try to evaluate the perspective, the argument of, of Tom Del Beccaro here based upon the merit of what he's saying versus the Fox News logo. See if they can pull that off. I think they can if they try hard enough. I've got to take a break. You're listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. So I'm going to post this article I've been referencing op-ed piece on our Facebook page here in a moment. Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. I or our newly uh, un, what do I want to say, our unnicknamed staff, which I've deliberately not said much about her because I don't have a good nickname yet. I don't have a good nickname. Although that uh, kind of the roll of the eyes there I just got might put us on a path to a nickname. But anyway, the. Um, We'll post that. She or I will post that here in the not too distant future. If you want to, if you want to take a look at that. Um, also, I want to again thank you for those who have helped us. I said it off the top, but I know folks are driving to and from or to to work primarily, but going to work and so forth. Folks listening at different parts of this program, you can catch the whole program by simply going to iTunes or. Um, going to our website, you know, tell you how you can get the the program onto your smartphone as a podcast. You can do that and, and catch uh, parts that you did miss. If that, uh, if you can't catch the whole program, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, all of those podcast outlets. But I also wanted to say at the <clears throat> what I mentioned off the top, which th- which is thank you, thank you for those who have helped us uh, through this campaign, which will be used to kickstart our number two, build some infrastructure here help us hire some staff so that i can spend more time creating uh, the things or going through the things that we talk about here to date we've raised thirty one thousand eight hundred eighty seven dollars i appreciate those of you that have helped participate in that and to get membership and bonus content from the party so thanks guys have a great day see you tomorrow take care